0: In these uncertain economic times, you've got to do whatever you can to save money. One of our biggest expenses can be our cars, especially when unexpected repair bills hit. Not anymore. If you own a vehicle with less than 130,000 miles, is less than 12 years old, has a warranty about to expire, or even no warranty at all, you could stop paying for car repairs. Roadside assistance, towing, and rental coverage are all included. Don't wait for the next repair. Make one free call right now to see if you qualify. If your vehicle is less than 12 years old, has less than 130,000 miles, even if it's out of warranty, paying for car repairs can become a thing of the past. Call us right now and get your car protected before your next repair bill hits. Get protection and no more repair bills. Call 800-696-1030. Again, 800-696-1030. That's 800-696-1030. 800-696-1030. Joe had huge problems with the IRS.
1: I knew it was coming. I hadn't filed taxes since 1990.
0: All the IRS letters coming in added up to a nightmare.
1: It got up to like $68,000. My heart started beating fast. It's like there's no way man. I mean, I ain't gonna be able to do
0: this. Then they stopped his paycheck. So that's when I started making phone calls. And he found U.S. Tax Shield. U.S. Tax Shield went to work immediately. They just took the bull by the horns. What blew my mind is he called the IRS right then and there. So why is U.S tax shield a plus rated with the better business bureau joe knows
1: they saved me a ridiculous amount of
0: money if you owe more than ten thousand dollars to the irs or state choose the company joe chose u.s tax shield
1: it was the best decision i made u.s tax shield is the way to go life is good thank you lord
0: <laughs> call 800-471-3287 u.s tax shield Boo rah.
1: K98 Talk is expanding its lineup for 2015. This means we're expanding our advertising base. Whether you're a startup trying to push through to the next level or an established business trying to supplement your advertising budget. Web-based advertising is a solid investment. Thanks to Talk's newest partnership with TuneIn Radio and instant access to our sister station, K98FM, we give you worldwide access at a reasonable cost. Interested parties should email us at advertise at k98talk.org. K98talk.com, a leader in internet radio. So grab your seatbelts and take the ride of your life on K98talk.com.
2: That's my favorite
3: (laughs) (laughs) That was really confusing for a second there I
2: was like, is it
3: going to start? Should I talk? What the fuck should I do? (laughs) And then just as I started to talk It's like, you know He comes on and I'm like, oh yeah. Remind. Thought he got right. deported there for a second.
2: Yeah. Well.
3: <laughs>
2: what? Awesome. Thanks, Rick.
3: The wrong Rick. country. Oh boy. What? So this has been a week.
2: <laughs> yeah, it has.
3: Yeah, it has. It's been a fun week. We had a terror attack and. San Bernardino. what was that the week before last I don't even remember anymore. There's a bunch of people dead. But thankfully according to Linda Stasi, who is just has the greatest, most apt name for a scumbag on the world in the world.
2: Yeah, that's for sure.
3: Thanks to Linda Stasi from the uh Daily News, we know that there were only thirteen innocent victims in San Bernardino last week. I- Because apparently the Jewish guy deserved it (laughs) Because he was, I don't know, Jewish and mean And didn't like listening to this guy's bullshit about You know, making Jews and Westerners subservient to Allah And raping their women What a weird thing, right?
2: Right, and like, uh, I mean The same person probably thinks that a woman who um stands up and says no is uh is asking for it,
3: <laughs> yeah yeah so 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 that happened, and Linda Stasi is uh, do you
2: think she really means that or yeah. she just wanted clicks because I find it just it's mind boggling to me that you can have you can see that these two crazy people went in and murdered fourteen people and I don't know what you can I don't know what person in their right mind thinks that it's justified to go in and for and murder fourteen people. I don't Linda care Stasi. what the back story is.
3: Well no Linda Stasi doesn't believe that the thirteen that fourteen people deserved she believes that thirteen of them were innocent and one Jew deserved it.
2: And I don't, I don't see how that, I don't see how that can make any possible sense. I don't care. It says this. Okay. So this is like, to me on a, you know, obviously a much grander scale. of something that like, I had a friend who was dating this guy and he found out that there was going to be a neo-Nazi or KKK rally in Cleveland, Ohio on this one weekend. it was going to be on a Saturday or Sunday or whatever. And so uh, let's see. Susan and I were hanging out at the coffee shop and Susan boy, Susan's boyfriend told us about this rally and he was going to go up there the next day and brick him some um, Jew haters and, um, racist assholes i'm like okay i don't agree with those kkk guys and i don't agree with the 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 neo-nazis or whatever the rally was i don't agree with what their rally is about but that is not an invitation to you know physically hurt them or shoot them or no matter what crazy stuff comes out of their mouth or if it's true there's no reason for you should to shoot someone dead i mean i don't i don't get that i really i really don't get that at all
3: well now going back to your your question about does she believe it yes i think she does because
2: uh you so you don't think it's for clicks
3: no absolutely not oh. i i totally think that she believes i mean that would
2: be it. disgusting as well <laughs>
3: No, I totally, I totally believe that she wholeheartedly believes what she's saying because, um, she has a history of writing these types
2: of things. Oh, really? I'd um, never heard yeah. of it before. So. Um.
3: Well, I, I hadn't either until I saw her photo. They use these little photos uh, of the edit, of the writers for daily news stories, um, on the byline underneath the headline of the story, and I was like, isn't I just, I just was looking at it and I'm like, wait, isn't that bitch that wrote, isn't this the bitch that wrote the Charlie Hebdo story? Oh my God, really? Yeah, she was the one that wrote the Charlie Hebdo story saying that while the, while the killers at the Charlie Hebdo magazine were wrong, Charlie Hebdo was wrong to antagonize them because, quote, what did they expect would happen?
2: Uh, What is wrong with her brain? i just i don't understand where she thinks that it's legitimate to attack to attack someone based on the like physically injure maim kill someone because they have a yeah she outrageous in her opinion um stance uh she also
3: uh
2: Oh god! I got ret- I got retweeted, and now that one retweet is getting completely blown up. Ugh.
3: so she she uh, once claimed that the nRA was more of a threat to Americans than ISIS. She said that Charlie Hebdo satirized the same movie that was believed to have prompted the deadly attack on the American embassy in Benghazi, and so what did they expect would happen? She blamed Pam Geller for having a draw Muhammad contest
2: saying that. Oh, I know I read that.
3: Yeah. Don't believe for a minute that violence isn't what she just like the murderers of ISIS want. That's what she said about Pam Geller. Um, she said that she wrote a separate story about Charlie Hebdo last May saying that, um, she argued that solidarity with the victims was misplaced because the newspaper had published cartoons of the prophet Muhammad American journalists and American citizens actually don't tolerate hateful anti-religious bigotry. No, we don't kill over it, but we sure as hell shouldn't tolerate it either.
2: So Mm, she's crazy.
3: She's nuts. She's absolutely insane.
2: I mean that's I mean that's like a full-time job for democrats is um, taking out the horror that is the evangel what evangelical christian community in the united states like that's their whole campaign anytime something goes wrong they're like oh, oh my god it was those jesus freaks in louisiana Yeah, and
3: how embarrassed embarrassed should they have been when they went out and called the San Bernardino thing? You know, the San Bernardino thing, I think, is so strange in so, so many ways. Um, First off, we knew absolutely nothing about what had happened. No facts were in. And people were calling it an NRA inspired terror attack people were calling it a mass shooting the president of the united states even called it another uh, yet another mass shooting in our country that we can't tolerate the daily news printed okay. <laughs> a cover 6 hours before before they were supposed to go to press saying that it was it was a mass shooting it was it was it was another white dude with a gun Yep. And and what's funny is I have two editors from the Daily News that follow me on Twitter and I was tweeting that while I was watching the San Bernardino attack response to the attack happen, I was listening to the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department on the Twitter.
2: Yeah. Of and they
3: said they clearly said and I I said it multiple times. A news reporter even even retweeted it that Sayed Sayed Farouk was a person of interest that was mentioned by one of the survivors of the attack. They said that uh, that would be a good person to contact because they believed that it was him, despite the fact that he was wearing a mask. They believed that he was one of the assailants. So it's it's a little strange to me that all these people jumped out onto this thing right away with this bizarre urgency um... and and first off let's talk about the prayer thing that's a little now i i have to say i find prayer as a method uh... i i find this whole you know thoughts and prayers thing first i find it insanely disingenuous and second i find it incredibly stupid and useless I agree with the Daily News, prayer ain't gonna help you. It it's it's not gonna help you, it's not gonna do anything. I don't care. I don't care what you say, what you believe, it's just not. If it makes you personally feel better, that's fine. But as as a solution to real world problems, it's not. So I, I'm I'm with them on that. But if you watch this narrative as it developed, it was so bizarre because they jumped right out on this thing and started it on the prayer thing. Like you said, going back to the, to the evangelicals or whatever, they, they went right out on the Jesus freaks on this thing. And it made no sense because you have a terrorist attack and they went from the NRA to oops, maybe it is, maybe it's a terrorist thing, not the NRA to, the Jesus Freaks. And I just... I don't understand what the point of that was. While I agree with what they said, I don't necessarily understand what the purpose was. And it's so weird because as soon as one person said it, it just sort of snowballed. I wish I could figure out who started that. Because it, it, it just... You know what I'm talking about? It was like a cascading effect like one person said it and then just like 50 people on twitter just started saying it to the point where now the meme had become the cover of the daily news for the next day
2: Yeah, and it was I, weird Well, and it, it's just like journalists They get their talking point and then all of them repeat each other That's true. And and then all of the people that follow Those um hack hacktivists um their minions all start repeating it and riffing their own version of it but i think the point there that needs to be made and i think that you've you've um, dovetailed it very nicely with the fact that this is a terrorist attack that was actually based in a religious um belief and these leftists democrats they before they had any facts tried to place the blame on religious jesus freaks and it was the wrong religion who was responsible for these attacks so i think that needs to be thrown back at them that look maybe you were right about this you know criticism and going to the the jesus freaks thing i think you should have rephrased it to be maybe muhammad freaks because they're the ones who were who were responsible in this case these jihad islamist radicals
3: well I, I you know see, the thing is they're not gonna talk about Islam because Islam Well they
2: can't. They can't talk about it the way that they talk about evangelicals and Jesus because they're so and that and they're afraid that what's happened to these fourteen people is gonna happen to them. I mean that's
3: Yeah, and I'm and I'm really glad that you said that because that's what I was just about to say. Is that I don't think really that Democrats at least most of them I don't think they really believe this um, uh, I don't I don't think that they believe this nonsense that uh, you know we have to treat these people in in sort of a, a, a vacuum right I think the thing is is that i think they're just absolutely fucking paralyzed with fear from them and that's what i think is causing it i think that truly well, if, if they're they just terrified to, of them
2: well didn't we talk this on talk about this on another podcast where we, where oh. it was the um it's if you close your eyes then it's not there right yeah so if they close their eyes to these terrorists, well, i can't hurt you well it's that is absolutely not true
3: well it's not that it's not that they're closing their eyes and ignoring it it's more that they're they are paralyzed utterly with fear they're they're terrified that if they say something they're, it's almost sort of like Stockholm syndrome like they're just doing what they think is necessary to survive because for the last 35 years they've brought these fucking people into this country and they've fed them all this Marxist anti-american anti-western bullshit and now they're fucking shooting them <laughs> because who would have thought that this shit would backfire make no mistake the Grand Mufti of, Israel, of uh of Jerusalem was one of Adolf Hitler's nearest and dearest supporters he he thought that Hitler ought to fed every Jew in the world to the ovens so and he wanted to help <laughs> so uh, let's let's talk about some numbers here real quick so uh Pew did a really great poll i don't know if you saw it the pew the Pew research poll that just came out
2: Do I look like I do research?
3: Well, I can't see you, but I don't think <laughs> you do. Uh, <laughs> There's
2: I have a, a scrunchy face for a <laughs> Abby. <laughs> okay,
3: well, good. So, good. Uh, percentage of Muslims who favor making Sharia a law, the official law in their country. 86% in Malaysia. 77% in Thailand. 99% in Afghanistan. in Pakistan, 91% in Iraq, 89% in Palestine, if you can call Palestine a country, 86% in Niger, 75% in the Congo, 42% in Russia. I, I mean, this is frightening, frightening, absolutely frightening now let's let's talk some more numbers here they because here's a here's a really interesting distinction that liberals never ever make or they fail or pretend to not make
2: it's probably the pretend like i don't want to know that it's there yeah
3: liberals I mean, will tell you that they're going to are- get up
2: with a hangover but let me keep on drinking
3: yeah, exactly. Liberals are very proud to tell you that there are two billion Muslims in the United States. Right? I, I, I'm i sorry, not in the United States, in the world. They're very happy to tell you that there are two billion Muslims in the United States and that only a very small fraction of them are terrorists. Well, when you when you hold people's feet to the fire and you ask them, what percentage of Muslims in the world do you think are radicalized? Well, Obama has said that he believes that it's somewhere between 10 and 15 percent. Do you know what 10 and 15 percent of two fucking billion people is?
2: Quite a lot.
3: <laughs> a lot of people. That's a lot of goddamn people. That's like, it, It's a lot. It's It's over a million. So the idea that it's a small percentage. Yes. It, it And we do this thing with, with liberals all the time, right? They talk. Oh, about well, it's a
2: small percentage, but if you look at the amount of people, it's kind of well, scary. liberals
3: liberals love to do this thing with percentages. They, uh, they're, they're like saying you're a card gauge on the old strong, bad, you know, cartoons. They're, they're obsessed with percent signs. And, uh, when you tell people, "Oh, only ten percent of the world's Muslims are radicals," oh, okay. Well, ten uh, percent is uh, actually uh, two and a half million people. What? <laughs> because percentages sound smaller than real numbers, and so they do this like sort of sleight of hand with math. It's like uh, being a math magician. So,
2: <laughs> I've never heard that before. That's hilarious. <laughs>
3: yeah, it's, it's an old word. Uh, so, uh, in 2014, Pew did a did another study. 60 percent of Jordanians have a positive view of Hamas. 59 percent of Egyptians believe Hamas should be their form of government. It's ridiculous. Yeah, 61 percent of Egyptians approve of the 9/11 attacks. Here's a scary one a a poll done by the British government one in four British Muslims say the 7-7 subway attacks in Spain were justified one in four that's a lot of goddamn people
2: who I mean okay but then you have to think have you seen the poll questions Yes. Okay, so they are straight up poll questions. It's not like the sexual assault statistics for campus rape or whatever, when just somebody looking at you counts as an, as being sexually assaulted. No. Oh, okay. Forty-one. 41- Continue on.
3: Forty percent of British, British Muslims surveyed said they backed introducing Sharia law in parts of Britain, while forty percent opposed it. Twenty-four percent said they felt sympathy with the July seven bombers' motives, and seventy-five percent said that they weren't sure.
2: They're crazy. That's how insane. Do you, how do you end up that way? I don't. I don't understand that. Even,
3: well, you end up that way because. Uh, you read a book that was probably written by a guy that never existed, uh, and that and that's always been my thesis is that Muhammad is not real, is not was not and is not and never was a real person. I I don't believe that he was ever a real person. I don't think he ever lived. I think that the two men that uh, for about two decades pretended to be his son, his his children. Were actually the authors of the Quran, and then uh, they had uh, a fight over which of them was going to actually run. The court. I mean, I know
2: it's a I know it has some crazy stuff in it, like you should kill the infidel where you find them. But then the next line is convert the infidel. Well, if you kill them, how can you convert them? Oh
3: uh it most muslims interpret that as convert by the sword
2: that's ridiculous
3: and that's and that's been the modern and contemporary interpretation of verses like that is that it means uh convert by the sword wow so yeah so that happened <laughs> But going back to the San Bernardino thing
2: Oh, so yeah, I want to make a point Because one of our listeners Aspiring Thrawn um, Said to check out Ace of Spades' post on um, Thoughts and Prayers Well, I haven't read that But I wanted to He's or she I guess it's a he since it says Tim Reminded me to mention I know that it bothers you you said that it bothers you, this thoughts and prayers thing. Um,
3: well, I didn't say it bothers me. I would say that it's it's pedantic.
2: Well, well, you say that it... Well, I don't think it's pedantic. I think, well, maybe it is pedantic. To me, that thoughts and prayers thing is not a... It's not put forward as a solution. And the people who are, who were complaining that thoughts and prayers are not a solution were um disingenuous in their criticism because the people who are offering thoughts and prayers are trying to show and condole and sympathize with the families who are injured and they will never be again the same i mean their lives the people whose lives are actually destroyed they're people who remain who are destroyed I mean, as well and have to live with that destruction. So I think to conflate um, people who genuinely want to send their thoughts and prayers with that being a solution is like the pinnacle of asshole. Okay, I would
3: I would say that offering, saying, I offer my thoughts and prayers to the victims. Is about as disingenuous as obama using auto pen to sign uh condolence letters to dead marines families oh god i, I think it's oh. boilerplate it's become this thing where like people just feel required to say it it's almost and like you, saying
2: merry Christmas. but you should it's holiday. like going to a funeral well and i you, know that I, you should and well, you, you should say, say something
3: heart you should say something heartfelt but you well, should can feel you required say to, i don't know i just
2: went to a funeral and what can you say to someone who's lost someone close to them? There's mm-hmm. nothing I can say that hasn't been said a thousand times before.
3: Say I'm, that then. <laughs> that's,
2: <laughs> that's not, no, saying. that's, that sounds ridiculous. That person just needs to know that I'm there and I understand that that's my role is to be there for them. That's all. And okay. those typical words uh my condolences and thoughts I think is used because a lot of people will con- will criticize them for using prayers um uh, and by, by using the word prayers you are I will
3: say that Obama said thoughts and prayers by the way
2: yeah it almost became
3: a drinking game in my house every time a politician said it I would sit there and go oh he said it Matt Iglesias needs to write a story about him now
2: Right. But I think they say thoughts and prayers because some people might be offended by the prayers thing because they're atheists. I guess. They don't, they don't want to be lectured with prayers. And then the people who um, would like to have the prayers might be offended by the thoughts, but whatever. They're <laughs> going to have to deal with
3: Everybody's it. Everybody's offended by something.
2: Well, it's, we
3: live in a perpetually offended society. It's
2: true, Bill. I mean... And I understand from your perspective as well, because me personally, I don't think it's anybody's business whether I pray for them or not. In fact, I find it offensive that people have to advertise that they're praying.
3: Yeah, I, I do as well, yeah, well. And I'm a religious person and, and I find it ridiculous.
2: <laughs> if you're praying good for you, I'm yeah, happy.
3: That's, you. That's how I, I feel don't about need it. you to
2: advertise your prayer I don't need it. Yeah, I think that's nice. But you shouldn't need me to applaud you praying. Oh, thank you. Thank you for praying for me.
3: Yeah, like I said, you you won't find any argument here. I I think the same thing, basically.
2: But But I think at the root of this, the people who are offering thoughts and prayers do it because it's like going to a funeral. This person has lost somebody. You don't know how else to respond. The thing to do is to condole that's what you do it's the normal human reaction and it's acceptable apparently not to leftists
3: well like I said Obama even said it in fact uh, if you watch the uh, San Bernardino shooters families do that press conference for care uh, the, uh, spokesman, the president of that chapter of care actually said the exact same thing.
2: What? Thoughts and prayers? Yeah.
3: I was watching the press conference. It was like, it was like at midnight. and I'm like, Oh, he said it. He said thoughts and prayers. Now somebody's <laughs> got to write a story about this.
2: Oh, he's a scumbag. He said it too. Oh, uh, <laughs> right, let's take a break. Oh, was just about to say, is it that time?
3: It is. It's time for a break. All right, you'll the be staff of K98, K98 Talk and, now, and the Spark
1: Radio Network is proud to announce that our very own Rowdy Rick Robinson Thanks. has been selected as hey, one of the top guy. conservative talk show hosts in the nation <laughs> for his program, <laughs> America Off the Rail. Again, yeah, congratulations really to Rowdy to Rick know. Robinson <laughs> for a job well done and another yeah, well. reason to stay connected to well, K98 Talk and the down. Spark oh, Radio yeah. Network. The staff of K-98 Talk and the Spark Radio Network we have another is proud to minutes? announce that our very own Rowdy yes. Rick Robinson 30, 20, has been selected as one of the yeah. top conservative 12, talk show hosts in the nation for his program, America <clears throat> Off the Rail. Again, congratulations company, to Rowdy Rick Robinson
2: for so a job like well done really here. and another when reason you bring up to stock- stay connected
1: to K-98 Talk and the Spark Radio Network. This is Slickery Trigger for Rebel Road Tactical. With proper care and feeding, your pistol will be ready when you need it. There to save your life. Shouldn't your gear be that good? Whether you need a holster for comfortable, everyday carry, or a tough-as-nails holster for your next training course, Rebel Road Tactical has what you need. Check us out on the web at rebelroadtactical.com.
3: And we are back. Lucky for you, but not really. (laughs) Oni was just telling us about how lazy she is.
2: Uh, No, I really do prepare paragraph after paragraph on several topics before showing up. so. (sighs) So
3: today Bernie Sanders went to the city of Baltimore and quote Bernie Sanders. It looks like a third world country. I'm not even joking. That's what he Whoa. said.
2: Did he go to Chicago? Wait.
3: No, he went to Baltimore and he said it looks like a third world country.
2: He hasn't been to Chicago then.
3: He needs to go well, to
2: Detroit.
3: Detroit? he <laughs> go to go to Detroit and you have a fucking heart attack.
2: <laughs> My mom's never going to listen to this podcast, is she?
3: No. <laughs> no. Oh no, yeah, no. Bernie Sanders would uh, not not enjoy a trip to uh, Chicago or Detroit.
2: Um. So why was he in Baltimore? Just to call it a third world. I world don't world?
3: know. Probably there to talk to black people and find out about their struggles, about breaking the law, and then being shot by cops. Can
2: I have no idea. At Baltimore for that?
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, he's from he's from Vermont. So.
2: Oh yeah, it's pretty wide up there.
3: Yeah, there's like three black people in Vermont
2: And they share them
3: Yeah, 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 exactly
2: That's awful Cops all share them Ah.
3: Cops all take turns beating them up They only have three Bernie's like, hey, you Don't you kill him We only have three black people
2: (laughs) That's Bernie did you go back and watch that episode of Red Eye where they showed the clip of yes, Bernie? I
3: Did with him with him and his son? Oh, my God. <laughs> that was hilarious! His son looks like this guy Alan that I know.
2: It's so good. He's, he's standing the there holding the microphone. Like, how much am I getting paid? It's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Well, I'm glad I didn't have to buy my lunch today because my credit card was sitting here the whole time. Ugh. Never missed it though.
3: Uh, so, so, so I lost my train You're of thought.
2: Well, I think you were talking about Bernie and. Oh Paul. right,
3: right, right. Okay, so, so, uh, from Bernie to Chicago, Chicago had another, uh, you know, black yeah. dude who didn't do nothing. And he got shot.
2: Oh, no. I didn't hear anything about this. Oh, but
3: this one had a gun. (laughs) And he was caught on video running away from cops with a gun and turning around towards them in a a quick manner. But, hey, shouldn't have shot him because he didn't do nothing.
2: (laughs) Nothing.
3: Didn't do nothing. So, So now Attorney General Loretta Lynch says that...
2: Well, I want to know why doesn't Rahm Emanuel have to resign? I mean,
3: no, no, no. We're we're at that point now. Finally. Oh, is he finally
2: going to have to resign? Because that shit's wrong. I mean, he's the one that made these people cover it up.
3: Well, no, this one wasn't a cover up. This one was out in plain sight.
2: It just happened.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, this happened a couple of days ago. This happened a few days ago, this one. This is a brand new one.
2: And this is after the police chief has been fired, so... Yeah. That means he's going to have to fire the entire police department.
3: Maybe they'll just fire him. In fact, what happened was uh, two days ago, or a day day or two ago, they had a scuffle right outside his office.
2: I love scuffle. At Emmanuel's
3: office. Scuffle is one of my
2: favorite words.
3: Kerfuffle. (laughs) So... They had a, a scuffle kerfuffle outside of Rahm Emanuel's office, like literally right outside of his office door.
2: Who was fighting?
3: A bunch of Black Lives Matter people oh. tried to, like, broke in the city, busted in the city hall, barged their way through the place, found his office, and then tried to. Was he to...
2: there?
3: Yeah, he was in the office.
2: No way. <clears throat> what, yeah, he was, was hiding down. from them.
3: Probably under his desk. <laughs> Which is now called the Lewinsky position But yes, well uh, But so yeah, so they tried to get in And they're demanding that Emanuel resign Which of course he won't Because he's Rahm Emanuel
2: Because he's a Democrat, he doesn't have to They never have to They never have to own up to any of their Quote-unquote mistakes I say that because they're not mistakes They do this crap on purpose because they can get away with it And they will keep getting away with it Until these people stop voting for him And vote for somebody Not a Democrat
3: Well <laughs> The thing is Is that Emmanuel Now has no place to run Because Literally He's gotten rid of the police chief The attorney general is now breathing down his neck and He's got no place to hide now So they're coming for him They're they're literally coming for him
2: Everybody So what do you think? He's not going to resign or he is going to resign?
3: Well, I think what will happen is I think the city of Chicago's police department Will probably be put under the stewardship Of the de- of the justice department
2: oh, they'll, God. they'll
3: take the police department over
2: They they can't do that though Because um, then if, sure, if, they can. They've done well, it before. But if this incident happens again, then it will be under the Justice Department, and they'll be like, "Oh well, can't blame Justice Department."
3: Well, yeah, and then who would who would investigate them?
2: Well, <laughs> that's not, I'm saying it's not really investigation if you know it's Obama's. You know appointed people when they're investigating but well, I'm sure that's how Democrats feel when Republicans are in in charge of an administration though oh you can't yeah. have an, a Republican investigate this Republican because they can't be trusted
3: yeah I'm sure you know that's that's the way partisan stuff usually works but um,
2: but for some reason I I don't know I feel like Republicans are much more trustworthy for some reason. I don't know why.
3: Generally I don't, generally, I don't trust politicians. Right. Period. <laughs> so, the amount that I would trust a Republican over a Democrat is very marginal at best.
2: <laughs> um, they've they've proven on more than one occasion to not stick to what they're. I'd say the exception to that is Ted Cruz He says What he's going to do And he does it And he grandstands it But he does it And if it doesn't go through He can't say he didn't try Because he grandstanded it for all it was worth
3: Yeah, he's sort of like Daryl Iza Only a little more successful
2: (laughs) I don't know
3: Remember when Daryl Iza was going to get justice for Brian Terry Yeah, me neither that's <laughs> what Daryl Isa does. I, I used to say that Daryl Isa is really great at making starts. Terrific at making starts. He'd start really great hashtag campaigns. He'd start really great stuff on the internet.
2: And then he couldn't get anybody in there. And then it just never, it never, to never came him. to a
3: conclusion.
2: Nobody would help him?
3: Yeah, nobody. He would. Well, you know, I think. Well, you know, we get a little little off here but I I I actually think Darrell Isa is a huckster. I think he really just does it to raise money and fundraise. I don't I don't think he actually has any intention of doing any of the stuff that he says.
2: Wow. Is that guy from New York? Isa
3: no I think he's from Utah. I think. Or Wow. Well let me see. I'm trying to remember now
2: <clears throat>
3: I don't remember actually.
2: New York
3: I don't think he's from New York he's,
2: Hey, do we have another
3: topic, yeah, sorry. i sorry, mean, California He's from California He's a congressman from California
2: And then Red Seas has posted this tweet About people commenting on his article Comparing and contrasting I'm Talking
3: about Eric Erickson Oh <laughs> Yeah, uh, while we were doing the show just now uh, Eric Erickson uh tweeted something out <clears throat> comparing Hitler and Voldemort is stupid.
2: It's and, hilarious uh,
3: And he, he has since deleted the story, by the way. Really? He, yeah. He uh Eric Erickson had uh <clears throat> he um sorry, it's under my throat. He, um, you
2: always do. That's how you just. It's like a normal sound.
3: Yeah, it's it's a post nasal drip thing.
2: Uh, oh gosh, he's from born in Cleveland.
3: Yeah, he's from Cleveland, but he lives. Uh, Isa is from California now.
2: Well, no wonder you think he's a huckster. No way he was getting shit done in Cali.
3: Well, <clears throat> anyway, uh, Erickson had tweeted out basically sort of like a thin veiled comment about. Uh, Red Stee's story and I sent it to Red Stee's, and I was like LOL Erickson
2: <laughs> Oh he deleted it? Yeah and then Erickson
3: went and deleted <clears throat>
2: Oh my god He's it. posting yeah. the, the, the comments And this one is hilarious Where he's like personal disclosure I teach a course called The renunciation of power In J.R.R. R. Tolkien and J.K. Rowling What? Oh my god That is amazing I need to be able to teach a course On Harry Potter Uh Let's not
3: (laughs) You would have to probably Be a liberal to do that I
2: think Uh, Yeah because you'd have to Be able to stand the stench Of a You know Masters program (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty bad.
3: Yeah, so uh uh getting back on what I was saying.
2: Oh, you were talking about them?
3: I don't remember anymore. <laughs> this this always happens after the first break. <laughs> <laughs>
2: My time is already very limited, and then we got like
3: that really great first 30, 35 minutes in, and then uh, I lose track, and then you start talking about cats or World of Warcraft or something, and then I
2: don't think I've ever broken. That's it. not an invitation yeah. to start
3: talking about either of them now, though. <laughs> <laughs> but but I want to talk about my Draenei shaman. Oh my gosh, what did Tell you, me you do? What's you Shaman.
2: <laughs> we really want to know, and you were telling
3: did, did did either of you see this uh guy that was uh arguing with uh with Kurt Schlichter before <clears throat> The Which x class? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, uh that's a good point. Uh, everybody argues with you
3: do you, you, you guys know who x class is?
2: I don't think so.
3: I don't know. <clears throat> I'm sure you do. You just don't remember.
2: Well, I do if, not recall. If I, if I do, I Please don't Please enlighten us.
3: The X-Class is this guy. Um, I would say... I, I don't know how to explain him, really. He's... Well, he's just a cocksucker. Um... He's a conservative, quote unquote, but I would say he's more like a progressive. He he calls himself a feminist. So that should kind of give you an idea where his thinking is. And he was arguing with Schlichter that um Okay, so last ten minutes. Donald Trump.
2: No, we're not talking about Donald no, Trump. No, we're doing
3: the Donald Trump thing. I want you No, we're not.
2: I w- you-, Trump- you brought up this X class, dude, and now yeah, you're saying that he's say- because
3: they were talking about uh, Trump's immigration thing
2: <clears throat> I don't want to give any time to I want to I give time to Donald Trump I do not want to give any time to Donald Trump please. I want to
3: give time to Donald Trump in a sort of roundabout way because
2: No!
3: no. <clears throat> I want to talk about something that people continue to say when they talk about this Muslim immigration thing That they just will not let go
2: Okay, so we're Thanks. going to talk about Muslim in immigration instead well, yeah <laughs> This should go well it
3: Flies to Donald Trump, but it doesn't really it's One of the things that I continuously see talking heads on Twitter, on, on MSNBC And by the way, I do watch MSNBC periodically Is they keep saying stuff like Well, the Statue of Liberty says we take every immigrant that we can I'm like Nigga, you know that's a gift from France, right? Like, that's actually a law, right?
2: Let's retire that N-word from our podcast for right now.
3: It is not a law, okay? What's written on the fucking Statue of Liberty is not a law. We're not required to abide by some abstract poetry that's etched into the side of some 300-foot-tall lady that turn green on us because the French don't know how to anodize metal.
2: See, this is what happens when you let Bill drop one F-bomb at the beginning of the podcast, then he just drops F-bombs
3: and then drops I the want N-word. I this and you're going to answer me. Why do people get so obsessed about the Statue of Liberty? Why? Where did this come from? Why is this even something that they want to talk about? it confuses the hell out of me
2: i don't get it why um because it's quote unquote americana to them so that's where people go you have the same question that my mom's had and my dad has had i cannot remember like i cannot remember a time that there wasn't some controversy in politics that people didn't throw up the statue of liberty about And my parents being completely disgusted by it. Because it is this, it's not ours, like somebody else gave it to us. And
3: And it's not a law, it's not a recitation of a law or an American policy that we've ever had. Right,
2: they thrust their crazy idea of what they thought it Uh, thought we should be on us and now people hold it up as their um, go-to thing. But even that, like, I mean, why did they send it to us anyway? I can't remember. It's a gift or something, right?
3: Well, I mean, it was probably given to us uh, in the hopes that we would someday bail them out of many thousands of different wars that they got into
2: was it a condolence gift or something after
3: i don't i don't remember the specifics of why they gave it to us
2: this is the problem and you should there is a piece up about social studies this is the problem with social studies courses i i don't remember like anything about the history in our country because they they grab you all over the place take you all over the place in the history and don't focus you or you know what they could have done like when i was in college i took classes like my my civ classes and my um literature classes matched up so that the history the timelines I knew what literature was going on at the same... I was learning the the literature that was going on at the same time what political wars were going on.
3: It has to do with the abolition of slavery. Oh, it does? Yeah, that's... Well... According to i while you're talking, I was yeah, listening yeah, you weren't listening, I was listening, but I was uh skimming through it's the it's okay, National nobody
2: Park. listens to me anyway
3: i was- listen, I was skimming through the uh, National Park Service explanation of why we have it, and mm-hmm. there's actually several different reasons they think, apparently a hundred and you know forty years later, we don't remember why they gave it to us, yeah, but there's several reasons, and one of the the largest one apparently is slavery. The abolition of slavery Because they gave it to us in
2: 1886 But the plaque doesn't have anything to do with slavery
3: I know Which doesn't make any sense But whatever Interestingly it was designed by the same guy That designed the Eiffel Tower Gustav Eiffel
2: Couldn't he have sent us the Eiffel Tower instead?
3: Well Okay
2: At least it's not green
3: Well You know and (laughs) <laughs> and one would make the argument that why didn't they do that for us with the statute But, you know, c'est la vie It's yeah. actually it's actually probably because copper was easier to dismantle and put back together remotely, I think Obviously But, um, yeah, screw them, they're French
2: You <laughs> really dislike French people
3: it's a German thing. They were our pets for the last thirty years. So,
2: <laughs> well, did I tell you? It's like a um, Planet of the Apes
3: thing. Now the now the apes are free.
2: Um, I'm part German and part French, so.
3: Ooh, that's not good. Yeah. A lot of self going a, that's on why there. I so. am
2: conflicted a lot. <laughs> and on my mom's side, I'm from Bohemia it is
3: so you I struggle couldn't. between capitulation and capturing things?
2: Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm telling you, it is a struggle.
3: <laughs> Conquest and capitulation.
2: <laughs> yes, I think I might have to change my Twitter handle.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but I mean seriously, you know, we we're talking, you know, I think uh one of the guys who writes for Vox even made this argument that the statue of liberty says, you know, this you know, it has this thing about accepting immigrants, whatever. Dude, really? Like, you know, I know you're right for Vox, but you know, come on, is this really the level of quality we can expect even from Vox?
2: Yeah, people always go to that. They always go to that. Plot. I don't know why. And and doesn't and nobody points out that isn't even our, that wasn't from our country. <laughs> Somebody else made that shit up
3: Yup So uh, Really quickly before we uh, Close out here Oh uh,
2: Is it that time? Good
3: It is (laughs) Uh, I want to point out that uh, We have Three dozen members of the Department of Homeland Security are now
2: on, On the watch list?
3: On the terror watch list
2: but you had remarked in last week's podcast And I noticed that a couple days later That became the hot topic Was that we have um, people on the no-fly list That work for the DHS I was like, oh there Yeah, one. the people who
3: administrate the no-fly list Can't get on a plane themselves legally yeah uh, and the other thing that I wanted to mention is that uh, the Free Beacon has a really great story.
2: They always uh, have really good stories.
3: Sometimes they have cat pictures and movie reviews. Those are ah,
2: they want to be cat pornographers. They want to be the
3: Daily Caller now. So oh
2: no, no, that website DHS,
3: sucks. <laughs> DHS, I know it does. DHS Secretary Jay Johnson or Jed Johnson, however the hell you say his name, his grandfather was a communist. Who was brought before the the House Committee on a, a, a the Un-American Committee, the the commie, the McCarthy hearings. Not only that, but the DHS Secretary, Jay Johnson, like weeks after taking the job as Secretary of the DHS, he he visited a mosque that had ties to a terror group whose imam was on the terror watch list
2: oh was he was he
3: what a fantastic guy this is he must be really good at his friggin job. No wonder maybe. they hacked his comcast account.
2: maybe he's getting some information he's collecting
3: I think he's probably praying with them, but we can we can argue that next week, yeah, oh look, there's a book called Tweet Naked Good, that's nice.
2: Uh, Thank you for telling
3: me about that Amazon
2: Please don't tweet naked
3: Yeah please don't Wear pants please. Yes
2: at least wear underwear
3: I'm not But you know you should Anyway (laughs) It is time to close out Uh, Oni has company Which means that she has four cats To take care of tonight So she's got to (laughs) go So the show is done Until next week
2: Oh, man, 30 maybe.
3: minutes of good airtime And then 35 minutes of Oni's Cats
2: There was not 35 minutes of Oni's Next M-E week, time. Oni's
3: gonna teach us all how to knit Ugly Christmas sweaters
2: Oh my god, have you seen that thing with the show hole Where the lady knits herself into the sweater Oh, But
3: so next hilarious. week, we can talk about that Because we're done
2: <laughs> Bye
3: Bye